0: All right, welcome to Beyond the Gate. I'm Mason,
1: and I'm Bray,
0: and uh we have a very, very special guest here today. uh If you want to introduce yourself, I don't okay. want to put any words in your mouth
2: very very special guest. I'm your grandfather.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say I was about to say uh, we're interviewing my granddad, but um you know I, I wanted you to say it first, but uh, who else are you?
2: Who else am I?
0: Yeah, other than uh, Mason's grandfather,
2: Miles's grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Miles is my
0: brother, by the way. That's my older brother. Uh, yeah, we have our my uh, my eighty-one-year-old grandfather here today. I'm not eighty-two.
2: Yeah, twenty-eight. Yeah, twenty-eight. You're twenty-eight. Right. <laughs> I got dyslexia when I turn eighty. <laughs>
3: That's
2: beautiful. That's beautiful.
0: <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, so we got Earl Day, if you wanna, you know, look him up, you'll find him, I've looked him up several times, i found him pretty easily, uh, jazz legend in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and yeah,
2: yeah, um, did you mention, the also blues, you know, jazz
0: and blues, I should've mentioned blues,
1: but yeah, so how long have you
2: been playing? Let's see, I'm 83. I mean, 28. So, <laughs> probably since I was uh, about seven playing anything, 72 years, man, I've been banging on something.
1: 72 years. What was the first thing you started
2: banging on? There was a tonnet. First two things. There was a tonnet. That's a little black flute-type thing, and a little bitty green guitar with four strings. Wow. Where'd you get that? My mom bought it for a Christmas present one time, and I had a green guitar. Before I tore it up.
1: <laughs> Were you always kind of interested in music, or what brought you to start getting interested in it?
2: Well, I'll be real truthful with you. I was interested in anything, man. I did. I've done. I was just adventurous. Mm-hmm. I figured I could do anything. I've always been a uh, somewhat of a not a weakling, but a little boy with, you know, no brothers, a bunch of sisters, mm-hmm. and I've always admired other guys, you know, for athletes. And, people who were tough and uh that was never really you well i could do anything they could do though mm -hmm. i figured so i and i did everything that i wanted to do fairly well yeah i would have to say
0: i mean you're you know exemplary in martial arts you know even better in in making music and playing music and all Those kind of things, so we'll see. That's everything what, that, you, that you did was you know, you were a master at it.
2: Basically, I, I think that was one of the reasons I got martial arts, you know, because I used to go to used to be a caddy. What's that in for golf? Yeah, oh, okay, okay. And, and my mom would let me, you know, get jacked to the caddy, made two dollars for 18 holes, and then uh. On the way home, I'd get beat up, get my $2 taken. And, but that's all right, because I figured out a way to take care of that. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> to learn how to fight. Have to learn how to fight. I didn't know anything about martial arts, though, but I stashed me some bricks and rocks, and next time.
0: Yeah, okay, so uh, <laughs> I've heard this brick story quite a bit. Uh, do you mind uh, telling that, maybe? Well... You tell it better than I do.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I set them up so when I come down the railroad tracks home, the little gang that would beat me up, you know, I got to my stash, and boy, I was precise in throwing, you know. Boy, they never messed with me again.
1: <laughs> Only took one time. That's how you do yes, it.
2: one time. And um, I had a pile of rocks and bricks there, boy, I, they, and the whole gang. Yeah, let me alone after that. Uh, Where did you grow up? Grew up in Lubbock, Texas.
1: Okay. What brought you to uh, Oklahoma City?
2: When I graduated from high school, I was trying to get away from... At my age, you know I've been around segregation. Okay. So I was trying to move to the north. I got scholarships to Florida uh, A&M, Grambling, but I got a scholarship to Langston. That was Mm north, going north. So Langston University brought me to Oklahoma City. What scholarship did you get? A music scholarship to, uh, to Langston. Basketball scholarship to other schools. Okay course, oh I of course, at Langston, I didn't play basketball, but the coach knew I had been on a team that was in could hoop thirty one oh yeah, mm. we were pretty good as a state champion for years, really? and our freshman team beat his varsity team, <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> so still, how, how did you uh how did you make that decision to go to music instead of basketball? Because you were, and you were I'll great tell you
2: exactly how I made that. In early fifties, there was so much segregation in music. And I used to go to jam sessions, and Dan Kenton and uh, Dave Brubeck, and those people used to come to Lubbock at Texas Tech. They didn't care whether you were green, pink, red, or blue. Mm-hmm. If you could play music, man, you were accepted.
3: Mm-hmm. That's then, beautiful. You
2: know, other things I got into, it was always there. Was always it was always pointed out. That I was black. Right. Didn't fit in it. But they didn't, really didn't care about music. So I ended up in music.
1: It's beautiful. What uh, instrument was it that you got the scholarship for? Or was it a specific one?
2: My major instrument is trombone. Okay. But I played everything but harp. <laughs> everything.
1: Was that your favorite? Was trombone?
2: Yeah, it okay. is my favorite. I get, you know, Mason has probably heard me many times in the room. I got a trombone in there. Mm. And I got a bass in there. Valve trombone.
0: yeah, And an organ and a piano.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I got an organ (laughs) in there. So uh, I don't know trombone. I love trombone, though. And trombone is an instrument that you can move to any other instrument from easily. Why do you say that? It's what you call a concert instrument. Uh, if you've ever been in music, you know, mm-hmm. in strings and orchestras, there's no transpositions. You know, you, you everything's laid out for you. But in instruments, there are lots of transpositions. What I mean by that is, you got a, a mm-hmm. B flat, tenor sax and E flat alto sax a D flat s- flute You got a C flute C piccolo those are transpositions that you have to transpose
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and trombone if it's a B flat it's a B flat it's a country it's just ordinary instrument right <laughs> What it says is what it is. It's what it is. (laughs) You don't have to transpose nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say it's, it's easier to go to any other instrument. So it was easier for me to... I'll share this with you. I first started teaching. I taught a class of young female whites Uh, harp. Mm. and That's and the I'd one instrument you don't harp play. Before, <laughs> <Right>. except <laughs> on TV with angels playing them. <laughs> so I didn't know nothing about no harp, you know. but boy, I got my keys to school, and I ease up there, you know, twelve one o'clock at night, and I go in there to learn the harp, learn how to play harp. I mean, there, there are pedals there, you know, so, and it was fairly easy. So so they didn't know I didn't learn about (laughs) harp, but uh, that's that's the way you do it. If you got to teach something, you got to learn to do it.
1: Right. Was this when you were in college, or was this This after? after? Okay. Where were you teaching at?
2: I taught it. I started the music program at Frederick, Oklahoma.
1: Okay, yeah, that's where my grandfather's from. Is
2: that right? It is. Yep. I bet y'all might know him. what's his name.
1: Larry Olmstead.
2: Doesn't ring a bell, but you don't uh, know him. <laughs> in Frederick, when I was hired in Frederick, right after college, I had a fifteen hundred dollar budget to start a band. They didn't have music at <laughs> Boyd High School,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that took that. The principal took me down to the gymatorium is a gymnasium and an auditorium all put together and took me in, opened the door and said there's your instruments and it was a bass drum with two busted heads and $1,500 and that's it that's it now $1,500 would probably buy a sousaphone and a drum but there was this old guy over in the Altus. He said, uh, He wasn't the shyest. He really helped me. He said, I'll tell you what you do. You give me that $1,500 and I'll outfit you a band for 48 pieces or so. So I gave him the $1,500. Told him, that's a pretty good deal. He got me clarinets, some cornets, trumpets. Snare drum, bass drum, just everything a bayonet, but mm-hmm. for forty-eight pieces. Some trombones, hard to slide, you know. But it was a band. Yeah. And one year, I started teaching those kids music, drawing pies on the wall on the board, and said that's a whole note. It gets four counts. I'm going to split that down there. How many counts does that have no get? Two. It gets one. After six months, they were fairly... They were learning to read. After a year, I put on a concert with the band. How did
1: that concert go?
2: It went great. People were... Overwhelmed at what I'd done in one year, mm. so I couldn't stand Frederick no more than one year, because everybody heard about that and they hired me in Lawton, <laughs> so I moved to Lawton. Douglas High School in Lawton
1: is um, that's
2: where um,
1: what's his name is it uh, Jack Nelson or something? Is that his name?
2: Jack Nelson. I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's not where it was Was strong. he a musician? Mm-hmm.
1: He was from OKC as well. I think that was his name.
2: My name did not ring a bell. Because there were lots of good musicians around a lot. Oh, Leon Nelson? Yeah, yeah. Nelson, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, Tack Nelson we call yeah, him. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. you yeah. know Leon Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, siree.
1: How, um, how do you know him? Or for y'all that don't know him, he is Judge. a legend in his own right, uh, especially uh, in the Oklahoma City area.
2: Leon and I played together before.
1: Really? Yeah. Really. I
2: played with Leon. So when you said Leon Nelson, yes, yeah. siree, I know Leon.
0: Who else have you played with? Like other big jazz artists, blues artists?
2: See, there goes another boy. Played with a lot of them. I know. You I know. know I, I, I know with, this answer. I'll just... I sit in with brother Jack McDuff, you know, oh, man. Joe Dukes, George Benson, Sonny Stitt, <laughs> um, Cannonball Adderley, mm. and then you probably don't know any of these young people, but Chester Thompson, who played with Santana, just got a
0: was... record by them right here.
2: Yeah, Chester was here, you know few months back when he came out to hear me at a at Hefner Grill. But just to play with um, the blues players, man. Lowell Fulson. Yeah. And I got to lack in Oregon when I heard Bill Doggett. It's, you all don't learn about Bill Doggett.
0: I don't. Yeah. Nope.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna Honky look him talk. up after this. Okay. Um, Honky did, Tonk. Yeah, he that was popular those honky tonk part one part two is a record about you probably can find it somewhere on youtube so yeah,
0: we'll, we'll put in the link we'll put, we'll put in, yeah, the, in Bill the comments it
2: was tough played organ boy and then groove homes <laughs> jimmy smith
1: who was your favorite to play with
2: organ what well, my favorite uh uh Favorite version I play with. That's a hard one, huh? I guess Maurice Maurice Spears he was there tonight at the concert. You know, oh, wow. yeah, next yeah, yeah. Yeah. He uh he has written for he's, he's composed, not a composer or an arranger. Okay. Did he play with you tonight? No, he didn't play, he oh, just came who in. Who was playing with you tonight? Years. Um Bowen, David Bowen, mm-hmm. and Joe settlemeyer okay, renowned guitarists. Mm-hmm. He is phenomenal.
0: And the show went well tonight. Ooh. The show,
2: yeah, it was the great. performance,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Your mom was a chill. Mom got some videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll we'll post those with this podcast as well.
2: I tell you about mari Spears? He he arranged everything. When I was in college, he's a trombone player too, but Is, he's an arranger. That's how y'all met, was in college? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was When I got there as a freshman, he was a junior. Mm-hmm. But Maurice has arranged things for Bionic Woman, Bionic Man, mm-hmm. Ironside. If, sometimes if you, people never, I don't think people are in the habit of reading all those fine print, after movies and things like oh. it, I'm one of those people. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah he is one of those people.
1: I'm not, yeah. but the, you read him. Oh, yeah, Sometimes it's a one percent.
0: If you read, if a read a lot of those
2: and check him out, you'd see his name on a lot of TV shows because he's arranged for a lot of TV shows.
1: even today, or is it like in TV even, shows today? Even today, really. Look,
2: some of no, he doesn't arrange it now, but some okay. of those old programs, mm-hmm. you know, Ironside and, and Bionic Woman. Look at some of those things where it's music arranged by such and such. People me. that I know, I started looking at it after I got music. In. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe <laughs> Settlemyer, the guy I played with tonight. Some of those Western movies. Mm-hmm. Old Western movies. Oh,
0: you love the Western movies. He's playing yeah.
2: guitar on them. Oh, I wish. you could And have a lot heard. of those movies
0: have like really cool. Like, I I want to sample a lot of like Western good, movies. Have yeah, good music they have behind. Really cool them. music. Very very. Like, it, it's iconic, really. Like if you if you say Western, you know, like you're gonna hear something in your head, like yeah, Burn down, uh-huh. down. yeah, like the tune from
1: uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. That it, like that one is iconic. We have what that on know VHS. People,
2: people. You. when when you're a black kid, when you're a black guy, people wonder. Because I have have a certain style. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't. It's just me. It comes out. And they wonder, they say, why do you play, why do you use a lot of six cards? Well, I'm from Lubbock, Texas. (laughs) You know, country and western, almost. Boy, the first time I played a I played a concert with Gate Mouth Brown, and he's a violinist, country violinist, and uh, somebody in the audience gave me $100, because I could yodel.
3: And really? I, yeah, I've seen a black man yodel.
2: never seen a black man yodel. I, man yodel. Right. I, I said, what you think of that? A, you think that's a, only white people can yodel? You know, yeah, I yodel. I... I'm, I like westerns too. But I'm 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 from the country.
1: Right, right. Lubbock you know? is definitely yeah. the country that is so just damn like near no, the my desert side
2: of the town. It's right. just like blues. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to play that stuff because I grew up with it.
1: And uh, I'm not really, honestly, familiar with like the timeline as far as like when you were there and everything. But were you at all familiar with like Buddy Holly while you was there? Strange that
2: you would ask me that. <laughs> Buddy Holly lived on the west side of town. I lived on the east side of town. I knew Enough. Buddy Holly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: His with the crickets, his little band.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: His he had a pretty good little band.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I had a pretty good. I was with a pretty good little band too. We didn't mm-hmm. get the publicity. He got yeah. all
0: the publicity
2: oh, yeah. for
1: Man, they got the Boulevard, Boulevard right. Stadiums down there. Yeah. He has his own museum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, now now Ellis had a band there that I played with. Me and Alfred. The one that just died, Uh, my, my niece sent me yeah. a we were we had a little band on the east side.
3: Mm-hmm
2: and it was something else. Uh, Alfred Ellis was son, we played around there. Buddy Holly played over there, and we we played on the east side. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, and Alfred just passed away, he lived in England, and he's a renowned tenor sax player. We used to call him little Alfred, he used to be flunking in school in the ninth grade, <laughs> sitting back there, we were <laughs> taking tests. And- <laughs> And he's back there writing music. <laughs> but yeah, late? Things were rough then. How old are you? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yes, sir. Good grief. <laughs> Mason's twenty three too. Yeah. Yep. Well you guys don't know anything about that. But uh, uh crickets were pretty good. But mm-hmm. they were just doing blues type stuff too.
1: You know? So since we're on the subject of Lubbock uh, do you mind kind of speaking on what this segre- going through segregation in that town was like?
2: It was rough, but that's the reason I was in music. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech is in love. That's where right. my master's from. Okay. And uh, when I graduated from high school, the Civil Rights bill hadn't passed. Mm. Black people couldn't go to <clears throat> Texas Tech. I went to Langston. Mm-hmm. But when I graduated from Langston, I went back home Texas Tech. Uh, I hope the, the educators from, from uh, Tech can probably run across this interview because when I went to Texas Tech, we'll send it to them. Man, it was so easy to like pie going through the that graduate course. Well, I knew everything they were trying to teach because <laughs> i had already learned it. You know, it was just like well, my A's.
0: It was without easy. formal mm-hmm. teaching, too, without formal education.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, without formal, I just do it. And that's just like piano, people ask me now, I play keyboards, you know, and I do that mostly. When Justin asked me to teach him to play piano, man, I can't teach nobody no play no piano. Because cause I taught myself. Right, right. And uh, You remember when I played at Skirvin, and I think I told you about it, there was a quintet here from Sweden. Yep. And the conductor, I was playing a single at Skirvin downtown, and uh, the conductor bought me a drink and took a little intermission, and he said, uh, after we introduced ourselves, I I am enjoying your play. I said, Thank you. He said, "Why did you learn to play piano? Who was your piano teacher? And I said, he said, Who is your piano teacher? And I was a little Me. bit embarrassed. But uh he said, oh, oh he saw he said, Oh, I don't mean I don't mean nothing negative but I just need to know I would like for some of my students probably to study with your piano teacher. Really? You know? I said, Man, I haven't had a piano teacher. and nobody told. Wherever my fingers end up is where they land. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's so music. I, I, I haven't had a piano teacher at all. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you teach yourself how to read sheet music? Oh, no. I, I was formally trained. Okay. But uh, I taught myself how to transpose.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and we were talking about those transpositions. Mm-hmm. I was playing with a a little group. Uh, Even when I was playing with Ernie Fields, he had uh, alto sax, tenor sax, uh, Barry sax, two trumpets players. And one of the trumpet players, uh, something happened, and it was not there, there any longer. And I took my trombone and took his trumpet music and played it. And they, look, this guy's playing, reading up a song. I as I told you before, trombone is a concert instrument. Mm-hmm. Trumpet is B-flat trumpet. So when I looked at the <laughs> trumpet music and I finally, it dawned on me that the note I'm playing and his note, he's got a C there. Well, that's just my B flat, cause uh, so I played his music by transposing all that. I just played the whole book, cause uh, I just played off the trumpet music. That's crazy. And they
1: never heard anything like that. No, did they? Never
2: seen anything like that. Mm. And then when I went to Texas Tech, it was, it was fairly easy, you know, gonna graduate work. Oh. So I got in this karate club. <laughs>
3: <laughs> in I
2: see people have been beating up on me you know I've so learned to. So have gotten in the martial arts
1: was uh, Lubbock still pretty segregated when you went back from yeah. Langston
2: it was segregated but not uh, on paper right right but, but socially was, wise yeah, shit, yeah
0: Oklahoma City yeah. still is
2: yeah. yeah but it was it's segregated now you know oh is it quietly but but it's, but it's there.
1: Yeah, I mean that's how sadly too many places are still.
2: Oh yeah. Especially in these and in this so you, area. You, you, you ever, he's probably never mentioned. You guys are the same age. Mm-hmm. What's that little school there on? Uh, where we used to live off Thirty Fourth that you went to when Catholic school?
0: Uh, Bishop John Carroll. Huh. Bishop John Carroll.
2: I think it was Bishop John Carroll. You, yeah. you were the one that
0: had the uh, the Vietnamese masses, yeah. and yeah,
2: yeah. But you were just when you started there, he asked me. Mason asked me one time when he was a little kid. Said, uh, he said, uh, "My mom is black. My dad is white. What am I?" Oh, he remembers asking me that. I think that
0: was like in like fifth grade. I think that was like over by uh, when we lived on Apache. It's a qu- oh, okay. That's when we lived uh, on Apache. When I went to Charles High School.
2: Yeah, you were pretty young. Yeah,
0: it was fifth grade. I remember that conversation.
1: How how did you reply to that? That's a I crazy
2: was, question to be getting from. It was, like it that was, is a deep. It was deep and it was hard, man. Yeah. When he asked me, he was a little kid, you know, and I. I, to study. I said, uh, Mason's pretty smart, though. I got seeing for he knows it. He knows what I think of. I'm
0: stupid but, as hell. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: I said, I was thinking to myself, what am I going to tell this boy? <laughs> and then he said, uh, after about oh, three, four, five minutes, I'm thinking of what in the world I'm going to tell him. He said, I know. He said, Germans are from Germany. Chinese. China. You know, he said human race. That's in the but one race, it's just the human race. Wow. And I remember that Wow. If you think about it, basically race only comes up. You're talking about black and white. Yep. You know, Mexicans are from Mexico. hmm. You know. where is blacks from? Black or <laughs>
3: Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what,
2: what about caucasian You know they're from Caucasia? Caucasian? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Caucasian. So he the, made yeah. he made a lot of sense when yeah. you said it's just only one race, it's just the human race. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's really deep.
2: That's Yeah, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think they kind of stuck with him too. He don't, he doesn't look at Absolutely. people like Mason is kind of mm-hmm. unlike Miles. You know, he he's more apt to accept you. Mm-hmm. You know, Miles a little paranoid. He like I am. He won't trust you until <laughs> you
3: just, you earn
2: it, right? You know, and he'll he, he, he'll fight it to drop up. Mason'll let he'll let things go. A.K.A. I'm gullible. <laughs> Until he gets to say, so, yeah, he, he, he's kind of easy. He, I mean, I could he said, I'm it. easy. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Don't, don't don't say I'm easy. Don't, don't talk about, about his love life now. <laughs> but you you, you, don't, you don't watch this. But when I got in that, in that karate club, boy, I began to see a lot of things. And then, because David Moon, that was a kung fu club. Kung Naboo Fu Dork, Club. City. That's
0: a, that's the kind of club I'm trying to join. Hmm? I'm, Kung? Yeah. Oh man. i want to join a Kung Fu
2: Club. When you get Wing Chun, you would be, you would be wise to, to think of yourself and your situation too, like I did. You know, I, uh, Kung Fu's Kung. Kung Fu is great. Kung Fu. Kung Shout Fu. out to Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Kung Fu he called it the Kung Fu. Kung Fu is great. But you study the history of the people, too. You know, Kung Fu, Chinese people, relatively short people. Then I came to Oklahoma City, and in Taekwondo. So a career, you know, jumping all those pretty kicks. Yeah, I remember I doing Taekwondo fight, for
0: yeah. a little bit over at uh at that but one you know, place. These days you don't need I to keep nobody called.
2: off no horse. You know? Right, and right. You know, I got into Goju now. Yeah, and uh and Hyper Keto was more fitting to me as a tall person. You know. What would happen to me if I do you a pretty roundhouse kick up here? Please don't. If somebody attack my jewels. Who? <laughs> you don't. You're done for. Yeah, done for. I mean, you ain't gonna catch my leg all up in there, right? Mm-hmm. If I, if I'ma do any kicks, it's gonna be around here breaking knees. It got in the Sagola. Yeah. Smoke is dead. Sagola. Rest in peace, Smokey. So Grandmaster. you pick one when you study all the different ones. You pick what would fit you best. And uh just like Smokey said, you know, used to say all the time. You're Not in there to hurt and kill people, you're in there to protect yourself, mm-hmm. and you're not in there for no pretty stuff. That's why the taekwondo is in the Olympics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Taekwondo is pretty, mm-hmm.
0: but then they right. you see the uh, the jujitsu and the muay thai, you know, that's pretty deadly too.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: but they still it's use that in deadly. sport, and your MMA, you know, yeah, yeah
1: MMA is a different breed of people oh, yeah, yeah that, that's what
0: i kind of got into was a muay thai jiu-jitsu that's like what fit me i guess because it was a little bit more
2: i bet it does fit you but i'm gonna i'm gonna let you in on a little secret oh and you it's can hold tight to it mma and your muay thai you know that you and you see a lot of you never did go out to smokies this grandmaster I used to study—you never. I go wish I did. I was two yards did. Yeah. But all that you're talking about now—I wouldn't say rules and regulations. But it's fine. But in Segola, you know what the rule is? You're breaking bones. Uh, the rule is totally destruction. Hmm. You know, I, I'm not going. I'm not going. And as you get. You can't teach me. If it, if I need to bite you, I'm gonna bite a hunk out of you. It's
0: ne is never gonna be in a movie. Never. I, I'm gonna just tell because you that it's right all now. It's never gonna be in a movie.
2: Justin, a police officer of man was gonna study with me. I said man, I'm sorry, you. I can't, I can't teach you nothing. Imagine if the police you know, had
0: a hold of that. Yeah, you return a hold you, of Segola. <laughs>
2: you return. You. are taught to restrain people in Cicola that's total destruction which, which they don't which don't do a yeah. lot it's total destruction mm-hmm. whatever is needed you know ain't no rules and regulations it's survival that's what it is mm-hmm. so it, 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 and that's something you learn from experience when you get even though you get dyslexia <laughs> when you get old like <laughs> I got now <laughs> Learned the survival thing. Mm. So, have you
0: ever made like a connection between martial arts and music at
2: all? Oh, yeah. How so? so? I, I'll give you can give an example with Smokey. We call him Smokey. His name was Hondolero, original Hondolero, the Grand Master. It's
0: Smokey. He's on YouTube He breaking like 30 bricks.
2: Us. You remember when he played with us?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was real young, but I remember it now.
2: Smokey never had any music. He don't care. When we play, we just say, blow, Smoky." Time for him to take a solo. Don't tell him what key you in. He don't know anything about no keys. <laughs> he didn't know anything about me. He just played. Man, we do songs with F sharp. He, say, well, he what? said, what? Is that what key y'all win?
0: <laughs> what, what did he play?
2: Uh, tenor sax and flute.
0: Okay, he probably didn't know that. He probably just said it was a sax. It was a flute.
2: Now, he knew what what instruments he had, but he didn't know nothing. We we uh, play a record, and you hear sax on that, and Smoke would play played right back to you.
1: That's a gift. And when
2: he got some of the uh, techniques that he showed, that he used to do. It, you you got it related to music because he would do things and both his hands it end up in the same place starting off like it's you I'm holding this mic
0: I mean it's an art well, it's a, it's a martial art yeah. like you know it's a part of like the artistic process of creating something a bodily movement versus a bodily movement of music correct you know so it's you know that's it's like, like that's kind of a cool connection between and martial you, arts and, and music
2: you yeah I, I i i love the fact that you and miles have learned something in the martial and but i hope you're inserting it and putting it in your uh uh uh, uh infiltrating it in what you need to do cuz you Absolutely. Can use it
0: that's why i asked you that Yeah. yeah. that's why i asked you use
2: that. it but there's other things you can use, too.
0: <clears throat> I'm going
1: to speak kind of out of ignorance in this as I don't know anything about martial arts or anything in that or really playing an instrument professionally for that matter. But I feel like for martial arts, you need to have like a very clear mind and keep focused on what you're doing and not lose your cool. And is it fair to say that's something you need to keep while you're playing music as well? Like, did that kind of help you in that? Now you...
2: You just said you're not experiencing that, but I I, I wouldn't believe it by what you just said. <laughs> right, he gets that a lot. But that's exactly that what it is. you got to get focused? You know, mm-hmm. you you, you, you focused on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I,
0: mean, I make I make this analogy like when you're making music, you're practicing on when you're gonna basically perform it. When you're practicing your martial art, you're doing your practice. You're practicing for when the real thing is gonna happen. That basically when you're fighting. I agree. You know I agree when you're fighting. You. It's just like when you're fighting. That's a performance. It can be a performance if people are watching, but it's a performance. It's the way you perform when you actually like do the music or do the martial art like live, like when you're there, when you're on the stage, per se, quote unquote. But you're
2: <laughs> for your practicing. In order to insert that into your 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 being, that's what you're practicing so mm-hmm. and that's why I call <laughs> it art uh, now people wonder you can look this up if you want, but martial artists uh, visual artists uh, ballet dancers. All these, uh, those people tend, strangely enough, they even tend to live longer. People like that's proven, that's already proven. People like that, uh, the average person, uh, don't they don't use. One ten. Why well, we all don't use enough of it, but they they use so little of the brain that it's it's, it's never it, it never
3: mm-hmm.
2: you, you you got to um, that's why we live long because we use a part of the brain that the average person don't even mm-hmm. think about. Yep. I mean,
0: and I would take this to a more like spiritual approach, like. If you're living with a purpose, if you have a reason to live, and if you're making this reason to live, then you're you're gonna live longer until you reach that purpose.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like that—that's more spiritual approach. But like you know, that's what well, you said was like more scientific. But
2: but that's—I that, think it kind of correlates. My mom used to say, "Well, my mom was a smart lady too." He never met her because he wasn't born. Mm. my daughters are but my mom you see you see what size I am I never weighed 200 pounds Mm. but my mom used to say and I have never forgot this and I tell them this all the time she used to say I don't live to eat Mm. I eat to live Mm. why you have so much obesity now Mm. (sighs) You know? Because it's a pleasure. You it's a pleasure uh, to eat. And uh, that part of your brain you're not using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom used it. I, I probably can count on one hand how many times she ate out of a big plate. She used a saucer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: She would eat what her craving was and satisfy her appetite. But that's all. She never stuffed herself. We didn't have. Excess food, like though, when I grew up, though, you know, we mm-hmm. lots of vegetables because she had a garden. That was
0: supersized.
2: Yeah. yeah, but you, why should I go to a barbecue and just stuff myself? You know, but you look at TV every day—big burgers, mm-hmm. um, food for. You know, I'm kind of hungry now. I'm gonna go in there and pick something to eat. But when you get hungry. When you get the urge to eat, go on and eat. Mm. But But now there's this. You got to have three meals a day.
0: Now there's this advertising like, you know, you got to eat more and more and more. There's all this advertising, you know, people trying to make us fat, trying to make us obese. Really? They want us to be weak.
2: Since I have turned 50, America has grown 50% more obese, man. And I believe it. That's, that's that's a lot. You look. You should have seen my wife. And she's been dead now sixteen years. But uh, why? I just can't figure it. Out. It's all right, Pete. You know, I, I see the programs on this man from uh, Italy where he'd go and they eat all this food. Everything is food and food and food. Even when you're hungry. Eat mm-hmm. what you Mama would get up in the morning and might eat some prunes and a piece of toast. You might get up morning something eat something else. But you, believe it or not, what your body's craving for, if you eat it you will be fine. But I mean, if that's you go stuff anything, yourself, like... eventually eventually you're gonna get fat. Yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's what anything like you know, some like it's kind of like a drug.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. if oh,
0: your absolutely. body's craving a drug, then you're gonna want the drug. Yep. you know, say okay. a, a cigarette, a vape, that's some right. cocaine, some anything. Because I gotta it's gonna be crave it. having
2: these cigarettes. You know but <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: while I'm talking about. Let me
1: pull one out. So, I had it for
2: so long. <laughs> <laughs> I had it for so long. If I stop now, you no tell telling what I'm gonna you. No, know, tell him what's gonna happen. <laughs>
1: Uh, adapt i know adapt. we kind of got a little bit off topic but really enjoyed it um do you kind of want to i'm really interested in your performances like i know you've been playing for a while has your performances brought you to a lot of different places i, I want to yeah. guess where where all have you traveled just playing
2: just playing well now i've traveled a whole lot all around but Golly, man, they can name some of the
0: places. It was in New Orleans before we even knew what
2: New Orleans was. Oh, yeah. Really? All in Saratoga, Sarasoga, uh Arizona, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Tulsa, of course. Yeah. Uh, Memphis. Um, Where's your favorite, or some of your favorite places you've played. Oh, baby place was and you're young you wouldn't know anything about it, it was Memphis. When you go when you used to go to Memphis, you ever heard of Stax recording?
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Of course.
2: Yeah. Stax moved to LA but uh when it was in Memphis, mm-hmm. that was the place. Right. Memphis Horns right. and Andrew Love and he went to Langston with me. You know, that's where Otis Redding and Isaac mm-hmm. Hayes all them guys recorded for You talking about some fun, some jam sessions. Did you yeah. get to play with them oh, at Stacks? Yeah. Really? with yeah, them guys. And, and Kelly, well, you never met Kelly because his grandkids are too young. I'm 23. It he <laughs> was a drama. It went down with Otis Redding in the plane crash. Mm. But, uh, man, yes, yeah, good music and something. And then Billy Paul, well you know Billy Paul though. See he sung out of Stax too in Memphis. But they kind of faded once they moved to LA, but it was, Memphis was the place.
1: What was it like? Cause I mean obviously Stax is such an infamous play, like, place to play. What, what was it like being around all those great musicians and just people that are really in the history books?
2: It was just like you—you you guys are friends right now. You're jam. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in in '72. I was in uh, Nashville mm-hmm. where, at the Grammy Awards, and uh, you were there. Oh yeah, well, I was playing with the with a group. Uh, King Starday King recording was recording us, okay. and uh, Starday King had three acts. Now they had four. But they had uh Jackson Five, Fifth Dimensions. What? Uh was, uh Aretha Franklin what? and us. Uh soul Messenger. And you got to meet all the them, right? That's crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Michael Jackson and a little snotty nose <laughs> <laughs> told me about that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he was at the Grammy's. Uh, but uh that's that's uh, we we played we had recorded and this is show you how country we were. Barbara and Charles was in uh, so messengers too. Mm-hmm. We had done a concert in uh, Phoenix, uh, Cali- uh, uh Kansas City, and Birmingham. And then we went up to Nashville for the Grammys. And we had two uh uh record those eight, not big records, small ones. Is that forty-five? Yeah, forty-five. And uh they had it was during the summertime <laughs> and they wanted us all signed contracts and your auntie, uh, Dawn my oldest daughter uh, called up there, my wife got on the phone, and she said, will you talk to your daughter? She won't go to sleep it's about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. She won't go to sleep. And so I got on the phone and I said, Don, what's wrong, baby? She said, Daddy, you've been gone for almost a year. You, you, when you coming home <laughs> I hadn't been gone but about two weeks
3: <laughs>
2: but she would cry wouldn't sleep and the other guys in the band Charles, uh, Maurice Howard none of us had signed contracts mm-hmm. and I told my baby I said I'll be home tomorrow <laughs> I brought my butt home and mm-hmm. I haven't been nowhere traveling since Probably that group could have been as famous as some of the other groups. Mm-hmm. But we were all country boys. Mm-hmm. We, we we go in to record, and they bring in a piano player to play some tracks down, and they have to bring him in by like this because mm-hmm. he got a drug habit, a, a hair run, and, and bring him sit down to that piano Whoa. and play up Mm-hmm. And we go to eat, you know. Uh, and They got anything you want to drink in the studio. Anything you want to smoke. Anything. Burley, we call him Burley, the drummer that was with us. Say, man, we've been up here recording for about a week, cause we were there the whole week laying down track.
3: We've been up
2: here about a week. I hope this don't go. <laughs> And y'all got everything for us to smoke and shoot up and to, and y'all ain't gave us a square meal yet. <laughs> you want some corn greens and cornbread or <laughs> something? <laughs> <laughs> so so we 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 a couple of days after that, man. We we get to brought our asses back to Oklahoma City. Mm. I don't get forget this family for Yeah, you know, and I knew we met. Charles and Barbara from Tulsa. I played a lot in Tulsa. You heard the Gap Band. I don't
1: think I, think I have. have. You heard the Gap Band. Yeah. 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 Are, are they, they from, from OKC? Okay. Oh, they're from Tulsa. Tulsa, okay.
2: They dropped a bomb on you, baby. All right. You've heard that They song. dropped a bomb on me. You, yeah.
0: you, the you know, know what that song's about? Mm-mm. dropped a drop oh. bomb in Tulsa. You dropped a oh. bomb on me.
2: Really? Yeah. Baby? Yeah. You got huh. the bomb famous, on Famous, famous, famous song. Yeah. Well, the Gap Band, cause a couple of them was out to Langston with us. They were they were getting popular then. hmm uh, But uh, they got hung up in that thing. Really? You know, and- uh, Drugs, drugs, drugs. All the money they had, you know, they was taking it. They was have been you. But they got to get The Gap Band, uh, uh, Greenwood Apache and Pine. That's what gap means. Mm. And and they named themselves the Gap Band. Hmm.
3: But That's you really look up that music. You and
2: and Toast yeah, was definitely. the leader of the band. Yeah, we'll plug yeah, it. it. I said Toast, y'all are wondering, what's Toast? <laughs> you know how cruel youngsters can be sometimes. Mm.
3: Oh, I know, uh, of course. I his know. name
2: was Edward. He he but he got burned. So uh, his face was burned, so they called him Toast.
1: Oh, wow.
2: That's good. but you And that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to laugh, but there's
3: over
0: there laughing, <life laughs> <laughs> 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 bro. <laughs> toast is genius, too. You. That's some shit I would do in high school. Like, oh, yeah. what's they up, made... Toast? Mm-hmm. We uh, had
2: a kid. Ridiculous. You got burned. Oh, I'm calling hell. you Toast. Man, we – <laughs> I got a good friend who lived in Oklahoma City, His name Johnny B. Williams. And I don't no, know don't who, if he's, he's still Johnny alive Williams. or not from Lover. His name is Johnny B. Williams, but when he, when he was in the third grade, he couldn't say third, you know, he said turd.
3: So they mm. called the boy right. turd. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh. nickname. They used oh. to call
2: me spider. I How was come skinny and was hairy. Mm. When I swim. You know when I, I was on swim teams,
3: would
2: mm-hmm. be too. But I had a lot of hair on me. The coach, Spidey, you gon' you gon' you gonna swim the eight today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, called me Spider. Man, but you, can you imagine being called Third? <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. And, I would embrace it. That, but Johnny B. Williams, that's why he left Lubbock. He moved, man. Everybody because called him Turd nickname? City, cause everybody called. <laughs> That's all they knew him by. Turd.
3: Call the boy a Turd. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Turd? <laughs> What's Up, Turd. Oh, man. They call him
2: Turd.
0: That's hilarious. Oh, no, we Yeah, we almost been, had an hour now. I, got, you I just got a ask couple. Your, I just got a couple more things to ask you. Uh, so I know you've been playing for, what? Sixty years now, yeah, at least. Maybe. Yeah,
2: 60, 70. What makes you keep playing? Mm. Gotta have something to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gotta, it's, just, it's in me. Yeah. yeah, it's something you you know you just can't live I without. I feel that. I feel that. Mm. Mm, yeah. You know that just something you. you Things is something is it's inside you. And that's mm. something that's mm. ran just through, through
0: the ran through the bloodline. Mm. Like
2: it does. So like, I, I
0: haven't stopped either, so.
2: And I be I can sit around here, you know, and things get blue, and I get up and play. something. Mm.
0: I know, I know, um, I live with you. You, you right there. <laughs> I hear it. I you hear mine too.
2: When people that know me too, they'll call and them, so I end up going out gigging. Right. All right. Well,
0: one more question: What would you
2: gatekeep? Do what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what gatekeep means? No, I'm. You lost me.
0: It's it's, it's a new lingo. lingo. Yeah, it's it's kind of new. Uh, something know. that you would um, keep to yourself. Keep to myself. If you could, any kind of knowledge, any kind of anything. Like maybe a subject. What would you gatekeep? Oh. What would, okay. what would you keep to yourself? Hmm. Well, I going
2: to think about that think about it i don't keep to
1: myself It kind of be something like maybe other other people wouldn't appreciate it as much like give it the uh
2: well other people don't 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 (laughs) appreciate my uh i'm pretty well-rounded so you would gatekeep yourself. Yeah. It, Cause
0: uh. I would too. I would too, uh, Granddad. I would too. That's
2: that's become a part of me too. and they don't they don't know the things the way I am is because of the way I was rich and I gatekeep that. Because mm-hmm. I'll be really honest with you, uh, one of the things that a lot of A lot of my friends, and even when I was in college, and musicians, everything feel about me is that um, I'm pretty well rounded in 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 many many things. You know, and And uh, I know that And that's cause of uh, yes, cause of how you're brought up. Reasons, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, My mom, my sisters, you know. And nothing given away free, even out on the street, you know, when you get beat up by, your, by these little gangs and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and when all my sisters didn't have no brothers. Uh, uh, so not only can I take care of myself, uh, I can do anything else I need to do. My sister used to come, wash, I can wash iron, I cook. You know, I'd fight and you know, play music. I'd, I'd, the only reason I didn't play football is because it was too cold. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, yeah, back in the day you, you, it seemed like when earth warming. Man, we used to go to football again. and yeah, icicles become people's know. How you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. But that's-, that's Keep all me out I'd of that. But, but anything else, I would- Swim. I taught swimming lessons. I was instructed. I swim. Played basketball. Played golf. And played tennis. You
0: saying you gatekeep yourself, but you're not gatekeeping yourself right now.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not telling you oh Maybe I'm misinterpreting I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But, I'm just with you. but, but I, I mean, but what you're saying, but all that Yeah. You know, hmm. Can't tell nobody how I, I Wouldn't even start.
0: I mean, yeah, it's hard yeah. to ask somebody that's lived through several generations yeah, to, to learn your... to gatekeep something. You to learn your own self, <laughs> right, right, mm-hmm. right. Well, I mean, you have any last words for the people?
1: You have any advice for some young musicians right now? Any piece of advice? Any key wisdom? Any message?
0: Anything?
2: Uh, just, just go after it. Thank the you. The reason I I'm you the reason I said that very right quick now. Okay. He was in he's in temporary music composition. Who me? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You you you're starting your your deal there. I haven't taught him anything about music. I don't think. You, you taught me a couple chords. Well You taught a couple me a couple of chords. chords. Come but, on. Come but on.: I didn't know Don't take that, that you, away. I didn't know you could spell out a card, I didn't know I didn't know that, <laughs> I, I didn't know that you, you started keyboard like you come in there that day and you played that thing on that piano. I never taught you a lot of that. I haven't uh, taught you I haven't pushed nor taught him to get into music I. I asked my daughter, not I said, at all. I that's crazy, get into music. I didn't know he was even interested in. So that's what I'm talking about. I am, <laughs> am pushed you to, I haven't talked to you nothing about it. And I started talking to you and learned that you uh, could spell out cards and you were talking to me about me. I said, well, I'll be dad
0: gone. I give it to YouTube. Thank you, YouTube University. Mm-hmm. Well, but
2: anyway, I, I don't know. I couldn't advise them just. Go get it, man. Go after what you want.
3: Yep. All you right. I get, appreciate you. it.
2: Daniel, Daniel uh, his mother told him, my daughter, first semester now I know you. And he <laughs> let it be known that he liked this kind of thing. And Daniel said the same thing. I said. You go with you, what you want. Mm. I'll be supporting Mm. He pushed him toward nothing.
0: Mm. He's telling my story better than I would tell it. Yeah, that's mm. right. Dude. Dang.
2: That's what I tell a young musician. If you want to go after what you want, work for it and go get it. Well,
0: as a young musician, I do appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate
1: yes, your words. It's been a pleasure. I love you, Granddad. You know, I
2: love you, too. You <laughs> know,
1: I appreciate it. Thank you. This has been Beyond the Gate.
2: I said, this man I've been sitting back here. I've been taking
0: on. Jesus. Man. Jesus. I knew he was a man, but damn. That was awesome. He didn't even, like, damn. He, he is, is the real deal. Yeah. That's my guy, man. Like, wow.
1: He has really lived a life, for real. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: And he's living me, like, my whole life, and he he's chilling. He's, he's not, like, you know, rich or anything. Not yeah. super famous or anything, but...
1: He has all of these experiences with all of these, these like incredible, incredible people. Yeah. He he referred to Michael Jackson as a snotty nose, (laughs) like bro.
0: (laughs) He doesn't give a fuck. That's
1: crazy. No, like the fact that he can even refer refer to him as that, like. He was a kid. That's crazy.
0: Michael Jackson Jackson was a kid.
1: That is crazy.
0: At the Grammys.
1: Well. That's
0: nuts. That is wild. Nah, man. Like, I can't believe it. Like, he didn't even name everybody that, like, he's been in contact with, in tune with. Like, who
1: did yeah. he leave off? Do you know? He did.
0: Okay. Duke Ellington. Louis Armstrong. Wow. Right off wow. the bat. Wow. Right off the bat. I I don't think he's played with it. Like, you know, my memory's not very good. Like, he's he tells me stories every single day. So, I'm like. Yeah. But he's mentioned Duke Ellington, Louis Armstrong, uh, shit, BB King. That's crazy. Like, all these legends and greats and goats, but he just, he sees them as people. Right. Because he's been in that industry for so long. Like, he's like, this is just another person. I can play just as good as him. I didn't want to be famous. He didn't want to be caught up in that shit because, like, he saw, like, what Mm -hmm. that did to people. Mm -hmm. Especially in that time, like, in that time, they tried to drug up all the black people just to, you know, get them to make some more music. Yep. You know, make him just sit down there and make music. Mm. Monkey. Jesus. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. <laughs> shut up and dribble. Shut up and play. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's crazy. And he recognized that from a long, long, long time ago. And that's Man. how
1: you know he's wise because right. a lot of people fell into that. But he could have he been recognized great.
0: it. I mean he is great, but yeah. he could have been like, you know, quote unquote great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have been like a polarizing artist if that was all he focused on but he, he was focused on family mm-hmm. he's focused on building the bond with the family you know like i said he's living me since the dawn of my existence mm-hmm. you know so that's awesome it's ridiculous it's ridiculous like the the moral compass that that man has without any kind of religion without any kind of spirituality you know he was just he was music was He's doing it. Music and
1: family was his spirituality.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like,
1: well, I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as we did. That's hope y'all can appreciate that, man. That's my guy. Thank y'all for listening. This has been
0: beyond the Gate.
1: gate. Gate, gate, gate.